to find your summit stories. I am your co-host, Brian. And I guess that means I'm the host. You are the host, Leah. Yeah. I, I, I'm letting you be the host of this. <laughs> okay. um, uh, we are excited to have Brett DiGuardi on the line. Brett um, is called in from Pennsylvania, where he is um, teaching and leading sustainability efforts at the Hill School in Pennsylvania. But Brett is also going to join Summit in a couple months as our uh, head of sustainability and supply chain. Yay. Brett, thanks for joining us. Yes, thanks for having me. I'm excited to uh, to join the, the call today and to, to join Summit here in just a, just a few months. Yeah, I was just I was giving Leah the background. It was she was like, so remind me who Brett is and how we know him. And I um, was like, well, I think we've been generally talking about this for almost a year and a half now. The idea of you coming to work for Summit is that right? That is right. Um, so yeah, Brian, we uh, well we we graduated together. From, yeah. Uh, from Davidson a few and, years ago, and as I a few years ago, and as I as I told um, my, my I'm out of school now, and I told my students that that I, I know you as we took theater classes together, and, and they said, "What you took theater classes? I thought you were a football player." <laughs> I was like, well, you, you can do both, and I, and I also studied biology and environmental science, but but that's where I know you from. Um, and yeah, so over the the past few years, we kind of stayed in touch on and off, and yeah. I've been. Um, I spent time uh, working at Chipotle, so I had a lot of food and beverage sustainability experience where I started to, you know, keep seeing and reading about uh, the movement in, in coffee and coffee sustainability. And then, geez, yeah, a year, year and a half ago, we started talking and and uh, kind of made sense uh, now to, to make this official. And I'm really excited to, to be moving back to, to Davidson and, and yeah. seeing where summit can, can grow from a sustainability standpoint. I will say, I, I feel like uh, I actually use my theater background fairly often in my work, I think. Like, you, I think you it's talk, actually, you talk about I talk, I'm not just talking about my theater background. No. It's not like, all right, everyone gather around, let me tell you stories. Um, but in a, I think that there's sort of a performative aspect to leadership and collaboration that's really helpful in the workplace. Do you, do you share totally. that? Yeah, great. I, I do uh, just about being willing to put yourself out there and be vulnerable and, and, and ask questions and talk to people. You know, even if you're more of an introvert or an extrovert, it's, it's kind of just about being on and being comfortable when you're on. Uh, and as a teacher now, officially in the last four years, I'm on every single day. Um, so you live in a, uh, do you live in a dorm? I do live in a dorm. I live in a dorm right now with sophomore boys. Uh, and it is. It's a lot, Wild. right? Yeah, I mean, my, yeah. that's where my brother Tim did the same, who's now our chief operating officer. He had been doing the same thing for the last four years, and I think he most recently also had sophomore boys. Yeah, the boarding school world is, is, a, is a wild place, but it's, it's been fun, and, it, and it's, uh, from, from my role here doing sustainability with the students, the, the most interesting thing is, is seeing the, the kids, like, with their curiosity, right? Like, this, yeah. you know, our generation, the, the, the younger generation, they, they generally get it. They, they generally care. But it's nice to see this higher level, like, when they're coming to me with questions that I have no ideas about. And they're coming to mm. me with topics that I've never heard of and thinking, could we do X, Y, and Z? And it's like, well, I have no idea. Let's, let's figure it out. Um, so that's been exciting, and that does give me some optimism for the, for the future that, the, you know, the way that they're thinking um, – is, is, you know, way more in depth than, than our generation. And we're going to need that type of thinking and, and hope and opportunity going forward into the future. Yeah. And I, I think that's, those are uh, two things that I, I think particularly stood out to me as we talked about 
sustainability and the possibility of you leading those efforts at Summit. One was your focus on curiosity and sort of trying to ask questions that need to be asked, which is something that I really believe in. And I think you are in alignment with Summit strategically there. But I also, something you said maybe a year ago was you sort of challenged the idea of sustainability from a word standpoint, because you mentioned how, you know, the main root of the word sustain qualifies that we want to keep things as they are, but you sort of like to look at sustainability and actually, I think we should try to make progress. It totally. Yeah. The it kind of this concept of beyond sustainability. I mean, I think yeah. it's, it's great to at least meet the needs or at least, you know, take care of ourselves today and, and think about, taking care of or providing the minimum standards into the future, but we have uh, enough, you know, new technology and, and new smart, you know, smart people and, and also just the concept of curiosity, like how can we actually make things better um, and do it in a way that hopefully benefits as many people as, as possible. Um, one of the ways I think about things is, you know, like it's providing opportunity and information and education so that people can make the right choices, but but sometimes these choices do have some sort of of, of change or sacrifice, and, and that's important. But are there ways that we can, um, you know, provide opportunities or, or do things that people don't feel like they're they're sacrificing or they, they don't even have the ability to make the wrong choice? Mm. Because this concept of sustainability, of, of environmentalism, of social community, I mean, it, it's it's so much, and and people can. Um, feel overwhelmed that they just don't do something, right? Like, I don't know, I'm just not going to do anything. So how can we help, uh, you know, at Summit, you know, make uh, change in a way that, that feels good for everybody and, and doesn't feel too too complex or too sacrificial? Yeah. There's um, something you and I have been emailing back and forth this morning, and one of the things you mentioned is the um, sort of thinking of sustainability or beyond sustainability as more than the environment. And I also think that's something that gets boxed in with sustainability and your sort of holistic approach to the term and the word. But some of we've talked about where Starbucks is making a significant effort in a lot of ways, but one is they've talked about trying to get rid of single use cups and, mm-hmm. and like the challenge of that obviously being you don't want to ostracize your customers because that is not a sustainable business. And I'm, um, you know, my brain's been spinning all day today about like, how the hell could we get rid of all of our single use cups? And I, I think yeah. it's one of the, um, but one of the great challenges, because from your understanding, that's a big problem facing the coffee industry, right? It definitely is. I mean, the it's, it's, and it's something that with our culture, especially in America, I mean, we're go, go, go and on the go. And you grab, you have to grab a cup to go that we've introduced, you know, in, in the last couple of decades, this, this entirely new waste stream of just cups that are essentially having to be thrown away. Yeah. Uh, and the way that, that they're designed, and, you know, every city is different. Every, every type of uh, infrastructure is different. Could you recycle that cup? Maybe. Could you compost that cup? Maybe. But that still takes the customer um, to make the right decision, right? Even if you have a program in your cafe, great, we can, we can recycle this or compost this. But the, you know, the, the major percentage of cups are leaving. And so what do you do when you're in you know, your home or on the street or at your place of business? Do you have the chance to successfully divert that cup from going to the landfill? And, and in most cases, it's no. But it's really hard to be able to design a cup that is recyclable or compostable, even if that infrastructure exists and even if the customer 
um, makes the right choice. So yeah, we, we were kind of emailing back and forth and I've seen it from Starbucks and other companies. I mean, you know, they're trying different ideas. Can you, can you just take a mug to go? Can you take a glass jar to go? Can you do some sort of app based, bring a cup with you and then bring it back? Um, you know, do you pay more for your coffee? Do you get a discount? So there are lots of ideas that people have tried. Um, and you do have to be bold and you do have to kind of pick one that makes sense for, for your business yep. and, and, and tell that story the right way. But uh, I don't, I don't know what the answer is going to be. And, and we may have to try a couple of solutions, but yeah. it is a massive problem um, uh, that that would be worth looking into. Well, and I'm sure like with the pandemic, this has only become even a worse problem. Yes. Pe- people that were bringing to go cups, you know, that process had to stop for a while mm-hmm. um, from a health and safety standpoint. Yeah. When we thought the COVID was on every surface every and like surface. lived there for a week, like, don't like, touch like our anything. lemons. and <laughs> Yeah. The, the good news is that the science has shown that it's okay now. So, I just, so I saw that we, today. Yeah. Yeah. We, we can reuse and, and have people bring, <laughs> Uh, bring their own mugs. So, uh, I mean, it's definitely not the, uh, the the only, I mean, you know, you can talk mm-hmm. to energy, climate change, farming practices, there's plenty of, of environmental work and then, you know, getting into social and community right. aspects. Um, but this is one that's at least visual and this is, this you know, the, the cups are one that, that touch every customer, right? Yeah. So it's kind of, it's nice to be working on a balance of, of some of these sustainability issues that are, you know, uh, behind the scenes or all the way to the farm, that's really important, but also one that the, the customer has a direct role to play because yeah. that's going to be impactful as well. Yeah, and I think I, I agree. And, you know, in COVID and the pandemic, I think like environmentally with the reduction of travel and the emissions mm-hmm. has been a very good thing. But there are some things like with recycling, we've yeah. even seen at our cafes where it's like, oh, we're no longer accepting anything but like mm-hmm. glass or like our milk cartons all of a sudden became not recyclable in Davidson. And it was like, uh, okay, now what do we do? Yeah. You know, and to your your point, it's, it's going to be, it's really hard to create these as you're an expanding brand to create these company wide initiatives when the rules are Mm -hmm. different in every town and city. Mm -hmm. Totally. And, and it's a, it's a challenge. It's an opportunity and, and it's something where the benefit of, of having, you know, great people, uh, working with Summit is, you know, I hope that they'll be able to ask their own questions and come up with some of their own strategies that, that they can think of that fit for their community and their town. And, and obviously from, from Summit standpoint, we'll be researching and, and trying to have some, you know, um, Summit overall programs, but, but things will need to be different, you know, from location to location, um, just with what's available and what makes sense. And that's, that's tricky, but that's, that's fun. And, and the, you know, the more people that can get involved in that, the better, uh, the success rate will be. Yeah, it's. Uh, I wouldn't say that I was um, certainly wasteful by any means uh, before we started talking pretty consistently about Summit and, and your impact on it environmentally. And But I do think since, you know, we are sort of laying the groundwork and preparing to bring you on, I've been very cognizant of not even generally Summit, but specifically my use of Summit products and like how... Yeah. Just because I'm like, what is Brett, like, what is perception going to be when Brett comes to town? It's like, (laughs) so I'm like, I have like, I have this great streak of um, reusable cups in the cafe and even like drink carriers that I use. I like bring them back. I actually have like four in my car. Oh, really? Um, I'm like, (laughs) I I really do not want to use a, uh, another drink 
carrier. <laughs> well, yeah, there there may be a little bit of of, <laughs> of oh no, what's Brett going to think? But hopefully, it's it's a bit more of a positive approach. To, <laughs> yeah, let's 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 take this to the next level. Like, and I I tell um, whether it's my students right now or whether it's people that I engage with. I mean, this idea of sustainability it's not going to it's not going to work short term or long term if it's mm-hmm. this like shame, right? Right? It's, totally. it's not like a gotcha movement. Um, if it's like your best friend or something, it's fun to kind of call them out or pick, you know, pick on them for that. But, but it's definitely not shame. It's like, Hey, listen, let me meet you where you are because Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if you are into fashion or cars or food or sports, there is a sustainability opportunity to make things better for people, planet, and so very um, specific to make sure that I'm, I'm not trying to, to, you know, to shame or to have people, you know, be fearful. It's great if they're thinking, right, and trying to be better. Right, I think it's about educating is, people. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah, I think it's about educating and providing them opportunities to make small changes or be more aware of what they're doing and, like, the impact that it has. But I'd like, I think your perception of how do you spin it to be a positive, like, if you were able to kick this habit, here's the positive impact you could have instead of having it be a negative-based. I mean, it's it's not terribly dissimilar, Brad, from parenting. It's like trying to phrase it to your kids of, like, don't just keep saying no all the time and tell them they're doing something wrong, like trying to redirect it into a positive spin. Exactly. Yeah, yep. it's all. It's everything comes back to parenting once you have kids. <laughs> everything, everything is relatable to parenting. I'm learning so much about parenting on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Leah does not have kids, but she's heard me talk about it for hours. So I know, Brett, I've, I've listened. Yeah, go ahead. I'm so excited that you're. It's July that you're coming, right? Uh yes. I'll, I'll actually be moving in June, and oh, so lovely. some. Uh, yes, I'll be joining Summit in at some point this summer, officially or even unofficially, uh, in the meantime. But. Yes, this summer. Nice. And so what, what would you say is like your, um, is your main goal with Summit in terms of helping us approach sustainability? Yeah, that's a great question. So I, I think from, from what I know about Summit and from what I know and understand about, um, you know, coffee shops and the coffee business in general, the, the people that that work in this industry and, and especially customers that frequent, you know, small business, local coffee shops, mm-hmm. they, uh, they generally care. They're generally doing the right types of things. Mm-hmm. And so my hope and goal coming on, you know, officially as the head of sustainability is just to find ways to continue encouraging um, those types of actions, but mm-hmm. just provide a little bit more intentionality and a little bit more strategy behind it um, so that we can make sure that we're collecting data and telling the right yeah. story and, being a little bit, you know, more strategic with what types of programs we're doing and why. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I think, you know, let's have a compost program. That's great. You know, but what percentage of waste is compostable that we're not capturing and what would yeah. that cost if we were to purchase a certain type of cup over another. So just having that data in place yeah. to, um, to successfully, uh, you know, make as much impact as possible mm-hmm. um, is what my, my hope is so right i don't know what those goals are going to be i don't know what those targets are yeah. uh yet but i think just you know me being able to just put some more intentionality uh in place will help um summit you know take off as, as summit is taking off and continuing to grow and expand yeah. yeah absolutely and i think um shifting gears for a, a moment I, I one thing that we on this podcast are always interested in is 
things that have sort of helped frame people's identities and um, whether it's why you've chosen this career path or how you live your life or whatever, but getting to know Brett, the person a little bit, are, are there things from your background or things that are part of who you are that you feel like have led to sort of where you are now and the type of person you are, the things you're interested in or how you approach your day-to-day life? Um, so I, yeah, I, I grew up and, and I'll kind of center this back to maybe a little bit of, of why I do what I do yeah. right now, but I, I grew up in, I grew up in Florida and Florida is a wild place. If you hear of any crazy story, <laughs> there's a good chance that it happened in Florida. <laughs> That's exactly um, right. That's Florida. that great in uh, Twitter meme. It's like, hey, of course this is in yes, Florida. And they're all true and, and we've experienced <laughs> all of them. Um, but it was a great place to grow up. I mean, we were outside all the time. The yeah. weather's phenomenal all year round. And so uh, from an early age, uh, and, you know, my parents weren't specifically like, uh, you know, crazy environmentalists or anything like that. But we were we were camping and we were, you know, canoeing in the river. We were at the beach. We were, in, on, you know, in the water. We were outside all the time. And it just kind of naturally formed this appreciation for the life around us. Um, and then throughout my schooling, I've kind of, moved a little bit more towards some environmental focus and then okay that's really important i i love that i understand that but but i knew i didn't want to just be working in in the environmental space right. and it was kind of that, that that aha moment for me was was understanding that like hey there's a core group of people that are focused on the environment and that's really really important but this concept of sustainability understanding you know community and people and business and that interconnection um is something that i learned uh, in, in college. And that's when I said, Hey, all right, I need to go out and, ex- you know, get different type of work experience. So I worked for Tom's shoes for a little bit. I worked in environmental education. I worked for a green building startup. And my experience over the last 10 years has taken me to different fields because I know how, you know, and I believe so much in how important this is, but, but everybody, you know, comes at it from a different place. And so I didn't want it to just be an environmental, um, upbringing. And, and my personal aha moment was actually when I learned about a, a club in the Netherlands that was being branded as like the most sustainable dance club in the world. <laughs> and, and I never even like went to clubs. That wasn't my thing. But, you know, <laughs> this is, um, yeah, they, they were serving organic, you know, vodka and they had recycling and all of that. But they, in, they installed this um, dance floor that was, uh, that you were able to basically utilize the energy that was being created from, from dancing. And what? the more energy, you know, the, the more um, dancing and, and higher energies that was like, it was feeding energy into the DJ booth. And they were like, it was this awesome, like marketing experience. And, and it was like, wow, like you can start to really have fun and you can make an impact and you yeah. can, you know, it's not just, That's it's really not cool. just do you recycle here. And so it was like, wow. Right. And so, I've never been to that club. I've barely ever been to clubs, but that was kind of like, okay, this is sustainability. Now what, what might that really look like for me and how can I, um, you know, help others? Get that, was, that was my well. next, that was my next follow-up is have you been to the club in the Netherlands yet? That's amazing. No, I've not been list. to the, <laughs> I've not been to the club in the Netherlands. I've been to the Netherlands and I absolutely love, uh, I love the Netherlands. I love the bike culture. Um, but this technology, this sustainable dance floor or this, it's, uh, is, is now being used in places where there's just a lot of foot traffic. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's really expensive in its early stage, but that's what I like 
you know, it's going to take some sacrifice from people, right? Like, should we all be eating a little bit, you know, less meat? Should we be driving less? Are you going to have to pay, you know? Yeah. And, and that's probably going to happen, whether that's um, personal choice or, you know, a top-down approach where things are going to get more expensive, mm-hmm. right? There will be some sacrifice, but like the people at that club dancing, they were dancing regardless, right? So yeah, like that's really smart. having solutions in place where people mm-hmm. don't have to do anything different is, yeah. is so cool. And, and that's where not only are they not doing anything different, but finding what they like, right? That's what I mean yeah. about, are you interested in sports? Well, right. let's make sports more sustainable. That was the you know music and dance industry. Make that more sustainable without even negatively impacting or having people really being aware that they're doing something different. Yeah, I, I think that that approach is similar to how I feel about trying to get people to change their habits is really important. Like mm-hmm. we've talked about this on an earlier podcast, but this idea of like um, polarizing choice versus providing people a path toward improvement. I, I'm a huge believer in sort of step-by-step rather than we talked about it with COVID. It was like when, when communities were like, the only thing they told you was that you can't go outside. You can't be near people like that. That was not a sustainable way to, train people how to deal with COVID. And I think, mm-hmm. and it's just like abstinence education from the eighties with HIV. It was like, the education was like, don't have sex. It wasn't like, here's how to do it safely. Mm-hmm. And same thing in like, you know, high school, it's like, don't drink. And yeah. it's like, okay, well, people are going to drink. So why yeah. don't we try to teach them how to do it thoughtfully and safely? And I yeah. think environmentalism is the same thing. Like you mentioned, mm-hmm. Brett, like, could you eat a little bit less meat? Could you use your car a little bit less? I think mm-hmm. that is the productive way to actually educate and make progress rather than telling people they need to stop doing these 13 things that they've always been doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. It's, 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 yeah, less, less knows and more let's, let's find a way to make it better. And, uh, you know, even from the car standpoint, sure, there, there is a bit of, you know, drive a smaller vehicle if you can drive a little bit less if you can. But in the future, I mean, most people don't care what comes out of the, the tailpipe, right? Like if your car was running on water and spitting bubbles out the back, that's great for 99% of the, of the population, right. right? So like um, there's a handful of people that like the sound of the car and the rumble and, and all of that. But <laughs> most people don't care, right? Like yeah. you turn the light on, you want the lights to be on. Right. You don't actually care what, what did that. So mm-hmm. sure, we, we want to, to have a little less, right? Run the lights a little bit less, but also at the end of the day, just make what's, you know, with running the electricity better. Um, yeah. So yeah that, that's where I'm trying to, to come at it from. Are there, um, you also, as you mentioned earlier, you were a um, college athlete. Are there things from your athletic background that you felt like have um, helped you in your professional career? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. I mean, I, I um, sports definitely instills that, that sense of hard work and, and, you know, team aspects and, and being mentally tough. And, and I know that's kind of like a, uh, probably the obvious answer to that. But, um, but I think for me, the way that it's directly related to sustainability is even, you know, companies are right. They're always competing against each other, but the sustainability community is super um, helpful. Like I could call you know, when I worked at Chipotle, we, we worked all the time with all the brands that we are technically competing with yeah. because our yeah. sustainability circle is um, is so connected. And, mm-hmm. you know, don't do this because we wasted two years trying and it just didn't work. And, and yeah, I use this person and this is my supply partner and this organization is great. So that's cool. That team aspect 
um, really, really happens in the sustainability world. I mean, people just share best practices and info. There's a lot of collaboration. There's a lot of informal and formal working groups that come together, whether, you know, that's just the industry. When I was in Denver with Chipotle, we just met with other sustainability players, you know, once every couple months. Um, and so you get a lot more done that way. And, and I think, you know, being on a team in, in sports, we still have that, um, that camaraderie and that, yeah. that communication in this working world. What are you going to miss most about boarding school life? Oh, there's some, there are some real perks. I mean, there, there are. I mean, I, I went to boarding school. My older brother, as I mentioned, lived there. So there are some good things about it. Uh, I will definitely miss a couple of things. Um, I, I really enjoy uh, not having a commute. Yeah. I mean, it takes about, uh, I timed it, it takes 27 seconds from, <laughs> from my house uh, walking to where I end That's up. so nice. Um, I... I I actually really like the food here. Uh, some some people <laughs> don't, but there's so um, many options, I, right? I, I, yeah, we've got a great uh, we've got a great dining hall, and and our um, our dining hall. I'll send you a picture after. Uh, literally looks like Hogwarts from Harry Potter. <laughs> Stop so it! It is it is awesome. That's amazing. Um, yeah, and and it's it is fun to to be with the students. Like yeah. it it's fun to there's an energy here, and that's also what I'm excited about to be back into a. Uh, into a college town like mm-hmm. like I love being around just that that energy and, and feeling good about you know new information and excitement and youth and things like that so um so I I you know I hope I'll still have that um and I I think we've got an opportunity um to you know to partner with with colleges around the country especially as summit grows and totally and find ways that we can work together on on special challenges and opportunities and you know can we have you know, enhance our compost program on college farms, and can we can we do some some honey, you know, with an apiary at some of these locations mm-hmm. that may not make sense to to do on our own property or on the roof of a cafe, right? If we've got these mm-hmm. colleges nearby, um, I think that'll be. Uh, and I know you guys have done some work with Davidson in, in the past, and so you know, building on that from a sustainability angle will be exciting for us as well. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, we'll let you go in a second, but one more question: What? COVID is, um, it seems like there's some daylight ahead of us, and obviously we want to remain cautious, but um, what are you most excited to be able to do again that you sort of haven't been able to do um, for the last 13 months? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I we've, <laughs> uh, so my, my wife and I had a, um, a daughter during, during COVID, so that was stressful. <laughs> um, so we haven't, we haven't gone, like anywhere but we've yeah. been pretty much here on campus for uh the last 13 months so i i'm really excited to just go anywhere else <laughs> one. Uh, Travel. Really, i'm excited that it's that it's davidson um but we've essentially just been here almost the, the entire time wow. so uh like a lot of people i'm excited to travel i'm also just really looking forward to um to you know having a, a barbecue or some beers with with friends and yeah. just just re- reconnect um i'm and i'm excited to uh um to get back um i've been doing a lot of like in-home workouts which has been which has been really awesome i've been using that the peloton app yeah uh, and that's been that's been really fun but um i'm excited to get back uh to a into a gym um just even like once or twice a week yeah so yeah. awesome yeah. 
Well, we are super excited to have you as part of the summit team. I, the, um, everyone on staff who knows is really excited and we can't wait to see how you're going to challenge us and make us better and collaborate to keep doing some cool things. Yes. Thank you. I'm, I'm so excited and it'll be great to meet everybody, uh, in person at some point. And, um, I've got this picture in my mind, Leah, of what you look like. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, if you scroll so, through Instagram, so. you could probably find her pretty recently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Leah takes all of our awesome. photos. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me on. And this is, uh, obviously just, just the beginning of some really exciting things. Awesome. And Leah and I will be back in studio next week. We said it'll be our first podcast non-mask because we're both fully vaccinated now. So that's a big ah. breakthrough for us. Um, so <laughs> Podcast listeners, as always, email us, podcast at summitcoffee.com if you have any feedback, questions, and otherwise we'll be back next week. Goodbye, podcast. Goodbye.